<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. This is You the Mom Podcast, your go-to podcast on anything and everything mommy related. Brought to you by Mommy Mundo and Podcast Network Asia. we have many concerns about our children's health but sometimes we forget or put in the sidelines one basic thing dental health do you know the basics on how to keep our kids teeth healthy how can we create good habits in them for expecting parents and parents of newborns do you know how early you need to bring your child to a pediatric dentist let's learn more from our guests here on you the mom podcast Welcome to another episode of You the Mom. I'm Janice, the founder of Mommy Mundo. Today's topic is all about your child's teeth, your child's pearly whites. How do you keep them healthy? What are the habits to build while they're young? We have a special guest today. She's a old friend of mine. We've known each other since we were maybe six years old, I think. So I will first introduce her to you. So she, her name is Dr. Georgina Roaramulia. She has earned two undergraduate degrees from BS Biology, from UST, and Doctor of Dental Medicine at the UP Manila. She placed seventh in the dental licensing exam in 1996 and later on pursued a certificate in pediatric dentistry at the Columbia University School of Dental and Oral Surgery in New York. In 2000, she focused her practice to the treatment of infants, children, adolescents, and children with special needs. Dr. Georgia served as the president of the Philippine Pediatric Dental Society from 2004 to 2008 and currently program director of the Advanced Education in Pediatric Dentistry at the Pediatric Dentistry Center Philippines. She is a diplomat at the Philippine Board of Pediatric Dentistry, a fellow of the International College of Dentists, and a member of the Philippine Pediatric Dental Society, American Association of Asia, American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry Association of Asia, International Association of Pediatric Dentistry, and the Philippine Dental Association. Woo! So needless to say, <laughs> Dr. Georgia is very active in her field. She's not only a very well-loved doctor the past, what is it, 20 years? More? Yes. 20 years. You've always advocated building good habits. You've been active in Mommy Mundo as well, doing this as well. And, you know, you're also really active in the medical community to just keep um, helping as well your fellow professionals and also just keeping up with the times, right? So, I'm so happy you said yes to me again, Dr. Georgia. Hello, how are you doing? Good. Hi, Janice. Good to see you. We're in different time zones, but you look yeah, nice and fresh. Even if it's like yeah. almost midnight. Yeah, I know, right? I'm, this is my uh, usual time, but thank you. You look nice and fresh as well. I miss the weather there, so it's good to see the sun behind you. But again, thank you for saying yes. You've always been so generous with your time. I know it's because you want to impart uh, so many things to moms, like especially in helping them give their children the best start in keeping their 
kids teeth healthy even before it sprouts out right i know there's like early ways that you can keep your child's um mouth well you you can tell us more about that i want to start with that actually how early should parents start in the practice of keeping their kids teeth or dental area healthy Okay, well, first visit usually to the dentist is we recommend as early as when the first tooth comes out or by one year old or earlier. Usually, baby teeth come in six, six months. So by then, even if it's one, two pair of teeth, then they should already bring uh, the child to the dentist to at least... Um, start already the habits because it's more than just teeth to really start the habits. Um, before teeth come in, of course, uh, wiping the gums are good, you know, just with a soft cloth, a damp soft cloth, wiping the gums, wiping the tongue to just make the child used to getting um, their oral cavity really nice and clean. So, yeah. so mm-hmm. how early should they start with the gum care? Yeah, while well, they're breastfeeding because you have the gums, you have the tongue that oh. can have all the milk sitting in there. So you want it always um, nice and clean. Yeah, so it's the wrap it around your finger shocks. This is like 25 yeah. years ago. No, years ago. That's the simplest. Yeah. A cloth or a little towelet or a little bib. We don't really, you know, need for gauze because you have to buy pa. Not cotton yeah. because cotton frays and you yeah. know, you leave some there. So just your towel or, or a bib. It will be good to start around, off the, around the gum and then the tongue. Yeah, around the gums and then the tongue. Also. Yeah, because the tongue, but some babies it becomes white because of the residue from the milk. So that's yes. why you need yes. to Yes, and I think the best for cleaning the tongue is instead of like going towards the back of the throat, you kind of put the finger already a little bit on the side behind and move your finger outwards to so you, you don't tickle the throat. So, you know, it's yeah. a good cleaning uh, position. Okay. Instead of, you know, part of cleaning from the front to the back, it's from the back to the front. Yeah, outwards. Yeah, so, and then when they have their first checkup with you, so you mentioned that it's really to start the habit of like make it familiar for the kids, yeah. the baby to be or the toddler to be with your in the, in your clinic and having their mouths checked. Is that really it? And also you check on the whatever teeth coming out. Yeah. So actually, it's a combination. One is so they're more familiar. They do get familiar with the dentist because pediat be a pediatric dentist. Yeah. I see children all the way till they're 19, 20, sometimes 20 years old. Yeah. So they're familiar with the play. One is there's no pain yet. So when there's no pain, then it's yeah. easier for them to, you know, be uh, more accepting of the habit of, you know, having dental care. One is we teach already parents good diet habits and then good teething habits. So how to clean the teeth, what's next. You know, what teeth will be next? What are you expecting in, you know, this this age and a few months after this? What's going to come out? And then really, so at least the parent and the dentist 
have already this open communication and anytime they're needing an opinion or if they're wanting to ask something then yeah. they're already familiar with the dentist and the dentist yes. is familiar with the child and so they can really text and call and fiber whatever their concerns are are as the child is is growing up yeah so I, yeah. and yeah so we really call that kind of um what we want is called a dental home Oh, so, okay. yeah. So the term for that, so it's a dental home. So basically, it's just that the parent and the dentist and the child have this kind of like communication, the bonds, so at least yeah. starting as they of grow. Yeah, as they grow, then you know you can guide them into really good oral health. Okay, that's nice. dental home. That's so. That's a new term, and I love the concept mm-hmm. of. It's really like starting a relationship, like starting a relationship with your yeah. teacher and everything. So so you mentioned that, yeah, so the, the child becomes more relaxed with you. So it's like a well-baby checkup, right? So you don't bring them there. When yes, yes, exactly. Yes. And then how do you have instances where the child is anxious? I know that I've been to your clinic once. I think I remember when my son was really young. We had the privilege of going to your clinic. And, but they, you have many ways to keep them distracted, I guess, or engaged. Can you tell us more about your setup? Like, how does, how do you create that atmosphere of making it, well, as you said, it's like a home as well, making it comfortable? Yeah. Well, with my clinic before, before the pandemic had really, uh, you know, a whole lot of toys, a whole lot of little things, books to, to you know, to keep them uh, entertained while they're waiting for their turn or, you know, when they enter, it's like a toy store. Yeah, but now I have to like really trim it down. But I still mm-hmm. have, you know, big toys that can be not. It's more of like things that they can sit on. But I can wipe anything that I can yeah, wipe down. Yeah. So no more little things. But yeah. it's still a very friendly, comfortable place. And so then your screens, of course, your, your big screens. <laughs> yeah, and then I have of course television. Yeah. And, but you know the the whole environment is just you know something like oh you know something fun something yeah. relaxing and, and they can easily you know just get into the not I mean, this is not a scary place yeah that's true <laughs> especially that there's like a mindset of, oh dentist is gonna be painful right because yeah. Yeah, if it, you go there with a cavity already and, and yes. you know, so so that is a, an, a great way to start it off and then when the child already has like teeth not really like at what age is that well six months um, but six you months. know at one old we really want yeah. them to come together. when do they when do you expect them to actually hold the brush and start learning to brush on their own Okay, well, we always want supervised brushing seven, eight years old. So parents or caregivers, whoever is in charge of the child, will really need to brush the child's teeth all the way till at least probably five. And then kids can come in and, uh, you know, or they can, uh, when they're older, when they can hold the the brush, when they can lift their hands, you know, their arms properly, then they can practice brushing but still someone has to see and check if yeah. they're brushing 
properly. It's sorrow. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely a child, one, three years old, four years old, someone will still need to, to brush. And that's what yeah. we also teach them, how to brush their child's teeth properly. Because, you know, there's cavities, there's still about 600 million children in the world with cavities. And one thing I really want to emphasize is cavities are preventable. Uh, it's very easy to prevent if um, parents really know and are aware of it. And yet so many suffer still, so many children still suffer from cavities and dental caries. So that's why we really want them to know that, you know, they have to come in early and we have ways to you know and there are reasons why they, we want them to come in early because a lot of parents would say oh there's no teeth yet or he'll cry mm. or you know so we do work around those and we do more than just you know brush the teeth yeah it's it okay so so Dr. Georgia what are the basic habits that you would want to impart to moms like for example there as you mentioned like what's the proper way to brush teeth what toothpaste do they use how often do they brush their teeth this is your opportunity to (laughs) to educate us all okay so like i said preventives is really number one cavities is a preventable disease And, you know, a lot are not familiar, but cavities or dental caries or tooth decay has common factors such as the cause of it is similar to non-communicable diseases that are like diabetes, cardiovascular Mm. disease. So the enemy is sugar is really the enemy. So one, cavities is preventable. Two, do not introduce your child to any form of sugar, white sugar, brown sugar, honey, syrup, um, until at least two. I mean, they can really hold out until two years old. Why? Because we don't want the child to develop that sweet palate or wanting to have sugars. And there's sugar is there's no nutritional value in sugar, right? And it is what. Um, the natural bacteria in the mouth uses to cause cavities. Ah, yeah. interesting. And then, yeah, and then of course we advocate toothpaste with fluoride, yeah. and it has to be a certain amount of fluoride. So 1,000 ppm fluoride and 1,400 ppm fluoride. So younger ones, 1,000 ppm. And a lot of parents will say, but my child, one-year-old, doesn't know how to spit. That is why when we give or when we say give toothpaste, it's also the amount of toothpaste that you have to regulate. But they can't swallow toothpaste. Well, if they really can't swallow toothpaste, then it won't be so easily and readily accessible. They can't swallow a lot of toothpaste, right? The toothpaste has to really go on the teeth. So for a child like one to two, three years old, it's really a smear, just a little smear, a little wipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the brush. And that, yeah, that should be able to cover all the teeth. When they're older, you go half a piece size and then older. But it's older, not like the know. commercial. It's like, like Yeah, <laughs> not even for adults. For adults, yeah. it's still too much. You waste so much toothpaste. So I tell parents, you buy the smallest tube. So you can really regulate them. And then they're like, but they don't know how to spit. But 
we advocate really not rinsing out all the toothpaste. So with really? kids, yeah, because you lose the fluoride. Oh. So you're there brushing because you want the fluoride and you just wash it all out, right? Oh, so we say you can just wipe it out, get the same bib that you used to wipe, and you can just wipe out the surfaces of the teeth, get that extra toothpaste out, and you're good. Oh, for adults, yeah. yeah. For adults, really just a handful of water. Really? I didn't know that. I, said, I thought don't, don't use the cup there. <laughs> I said, I'm like super washing it out because I read somewhere that if you put too much toothpaste, it causes the white spots. But I, I think it's because if you swallow it, right? Yeah. Or is it, and the amazing. white spots only occur if you swallow a lot of fluoride. So fluoride, mm-hmm. as the tooth is developing, so when oh. the tooth is developing, then you're like, you have, you swallow toothpaste with fluoride, your water has fluoride, yeah. vitamins and supplements. So it accumulates. Um, and we don't advocate that anymore. We really are just more topical because fluoride really works yeah. topically, meaning it just should sit oh. on the teeth, goes to the saliva and then the saliva brings it back to the teeth. You know, so okay. So we don't advocate the fluorid, fluoridated, fluoridated water. Is it fluoridated? Like you know, the most, but the most practical yeah. is still the topical. Face. Yeah. Right. Okay. I have a question. What about yeah, those toothpaste with with like bubblegum flavor, strawberry flavor? Are those okay? Well, for me, you know, what's with flavor, they like to market it for the children, the right? yeah. nice, um, But for me, I'm advocating, you know, not so much of the sweet taste, and then you have cookies yeah. and cream and bubblegum. And, you know, a lot of the parents' concern is they don't like the taste of, uh, they, one is yeah, the, the swallow the toothpaste, the bottle swallow yeah, the toothpaste. Swallow. And I go, well, if it's a little minty, Tell water spit they'll be like <laughs> instead of swallowing it so yeah or they say it's maanghang they say it's maanghang yeah. spicy but you know there's variety or maybe because it's too much that's why it's maanghang yeah because you you have the ones that are really marketed cooling effect yeah. and then some it's just the standard with fluoride so we go for this just plain fluoride no need for whitening, no need for yeah. anything, tartar control. No, it's just fluoride. Sensitive gums and because yeah. it's different kinds. For kids, it's okay. I always tell them, you know, you can even use adult toothpaste. You don't have to, oh. you know, if you can't find a children's toothpaste with the 1,000 parts fluoride, yeah, then a little bit of adult toothpaste is, is okay. Then at least, you know, you, you don't have mm-hmm. to buy so many things yeah so with fluoride toothpaste it's really amount right and then you just wipe out the excess so you prevent the concern about swallowing too much and yet you get the benefits of the fluoride oh that's so interesting see me i'm even learning more for myself thank you dr george (laughs) so interesting okay so then so it's obvious it's it's after meals still after meals even for kids Uh, well Really, the it's twice a day, okay. once in the morning and yeah. then once at night. Of and course. the night is the most important. Yeah, that 
after the nighttime brushing, there's no more eating. There's no more, yeah. you know, drinking anything that has sugar or, you know, that type of thing. So yeah. that is where we kind of have a problem when there's still feeding at night, breastfeeding or bottle feeding. So we always say, well, you know, if you brush well, yeah. but you have to be conscious about what's left in the mouth as they sleep. Yeah. If they're on formula still, you know, when they're young without teeth, then it's fine because no teeth, no cavities, right? But when yeah. they're already a yeah. year and a half and they have their front teeth, then uh, the chances are of that milk sitting there and then being fed, you have the bacteria if you're not brushing well because children so young, parents have a hard time brushing. And then, you know, your formula, which has sugars or even yeah. cows, maybe breast milk sometimes yeah. has sugar, depending on what the mom eats. Yeah. It sits there. Right. And then just left throughout the night. So that's where it's a little bit difficult of how to mm. teach them how to control. But, you know, if we get the fluoride and the proper brushing, they're really able to clean it well, then, you yeah. know, maybe we'll counteract the t- yeah. <laughs> But parents should really decide when they're going to stop the feeding yeah. at night. You know, once a child holds can hold a cup or the then yeah. they should be drinking from the cup. It's just that our habits are pangpatulog, Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, yeah, and but there's also the principle of uh, on-demand feeding, kasi, diba? So yeah, so I, I guess maybe you can just wipe also before. Well, that's yeah. kind of an extra step. But if you really are serious about keeping your kids' yes. gums and teeth healthy, that's what you have to yeah. do. Yeah, and then brushing really yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, or you know they can feed and then brush and then yeah, feed. yes, and they should. So I assume that it's more they're more prone if it's formula than breast. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. But sometimes well there's no real proven which is worse than yeah. than one. But you're thinking depending on the formula if it has high carbs, high sugar, yeah. carb sugar content, then you know more sugar yeah. separates or mm. detrimental to the teeth. So it's really sugar. It's how about sugar. like carbs? Like carbs also breaks down into sugar. Yes. Yeah. Like the biscuits and the rice. And- mm-hmm. So, well, it depends on the, the carbs because you have the simple sugar. So yeah. really, the any- is anything like white sugar? Yeah. yeah sugar. Right. More complex is, you know, a little bit harder to yeah. break down really sugar. But added sugar is really what it is. But, you know, in any form of sugar, it will contribute to... Yeah. To feeding the bacteria, so you're wanting to remove the bacteria every day, and that's yeah. why we brush every day, twice a day, because yeah. it really will accumulate every day, right? And then your fluoride will help protect the tooth more. Yeah, it will be. It will make the tooth harder to dissolve because basically, your what the, the bacteria process is acid, yeah. and it's slowly dissolving the the teeth. Yeah. Yeah, and that is why the cavities in children 
really are very rapid because their structure is is different from adult teeth. Yeah. They're thinner. Yeah. You know, the morals, yeah, are thinner. So you will have this typical, what we call early childhood caries look, wherein yeah. the four front teeth are all gone already. Yeah. I think I was like that. <laughs> white. First, it starts chalky white near the gums. And you can really see chalky white. You know that it's being dissolved. You know it's being demineralized. Ooh. And then from chalky white, it becomes brown. And then it just keeps like peeling away and chipping away. Yeah. And it really occurs more towards the gums. So mm. if parents don't lift the lip and look up there, they'll not notice until it's too late. It's like, you know, it's all around the and Dr. George, I think it also is a, a, a the child also like it can affect their self confidence. I mean, they can get teased in school. Do you see that happening? Yes, yes. A lot of kids because you know, baby front teeth, yeah. the new ones, permanent teeth come in at seven, eight years old. Yeah, right. And seven years, seven, eight years old. That's now I think grade two, grade three. Yeah, yeah grade two. Yeah. So you know they are facing other people not only for aesthetics but for discomfort pain right it it makes them shy it makes they have missed school days because they have uh, or they don't no my cousin not my cousin but I know someone a kid before won't smile for pictures yeah Yeah. be conscious of your smile so yeah that's how important it is it can affect also their the mental yes and quality of life Marhaba, I'm Jerick. And I'm Apple. And we're from the Langa Speaks Podcast. Coming to you all the way from Dubai. Yalla, join us as we talk about family, faith, and, and everything, everything in, in between. between. We're brought to you by Podcast Network Asia to remind you na palangga ka So how do we instill in the kids the habit? You know, like I remember as a kid, I was, I loved to play. I loved outdoors and I was just so lazy. So my, my sister, my older sister had to force me. Like, you have to, like she was the one disciplining me to, what <laughs> are these certain things or tricks that you suggest? Shabra, we're revealing Your bad habits are coming up. <laughs> Remember, we want them to start early, right? Mm-hmm. One year old. A one year old child will really depend on the parent, the caregiver, whoever's yeah. in charge of the, to develop the habit. So mm-hmm. the parents themselves have to instill your twice a day brushing, morning yeah. and night, every day. Morning and night. Can it be, oh, I forgot today, tomorrow na lang. Oh, you know. Consistency. It has, it has to be the same, almost the same thing every day. Yeah. So at that time, and you know, parents shouldn't worry that their child hates it, brushing. Because yeah. at a very young age, they're still oral, like very oral, right? They like to stick everything in their mouth because that's how they explore. That's how they know hard, soft, yeah. the texture. So you're like invading their space. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, we cannot wait until they are cooperative for them to brush because it'll be all gone. It really oh. will be all gone anymore. Your baby teeth start coming in six months, ten months. By the time they get to be more cooperative, uh, right? Then the timeline yeah. is already too late. <laughs> so why is parents have to have that habit? And it shouldn't be a threat. It shouldn't be like mm. you don't brush your teeth, you know. And at, even at one, it's really like okay, brush, you know, make it fun, make somehow. it fun, yeah, yeah. And because I have, you know, I have some patients that are fine. I have some that yeah. don't want, you know. So it really depends on how the home habits are, yeah, yeah. right. And like we teach the parents how to brush that it's not so uncomfortable for the child because sometimes they just like kind of hold the chin and then they like to scrub yeah. front and back and they're poking on the cheeks they're oh, poking yeah. behind the throat they're pushing their you know and the child is uncomfortable and so yeah. they what's the easiest thing to do is cry right yeah. and then they kind of stop so if you learn the proper or a better technique of brushing then you're more yeah. efficient and the child doesn't you know complain yeah. so much so it's easier for the the parents but of course when you're one two years old you really have to have a little bit of holding someone's yeah. still because they like to turn around they like yeah. to, sometimes they can grab something while you're brushing they're like chewing on something yeah. it's fine so there's different techniques. There's uh, songs and yes. all of that. It has to just be a habit. It just has to happen every yeah. day. So it's really consistency so that yeah. the child gets used to it and also instill that the mindset of brushing yeah. regularly. Yes, you have to brush forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Really, every day for the rest of your life, you will yeah. have to do So hopefully from the beginning, they're happy yeah. with it. I remember with my boys when they were younger, I used to sing the songs with them. Like I'd put them on the sink and then brush their teeth with them. Like they'd be holding theirs, I'd be holding mine and yes. be singing along. Well, for some reason, they don't remember it at all. I'm the only one who remembers. I'm like, I used to sing it with you and I sing it, the song to them. They don't remember at all. So I was like, gosh, all that work. Yeah. But- <laughs> and, yeah. and, oh, and, and the things I, I tell parents, I'm like, you know, because one is right, we advocate when one, when we're brushing a young child, the ones that are still in diapers, the one that still has to be, mm. you know, in, uh, you know, a bed, then mm. it's the best place to, to brush. You don't need the sink. You don't need the mirror because mm. one, the child's one, two years old, you're the one brushing and you're wiping out the extra toothpaste. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to be in the bathroom yeah. while you're changing or brush ka na, and then that's it. And then they'll let them do part of the start. routine. It's part of yeah, the when they're, and all. Yeah, when they're a little older that they can stand and then yeah. leave their hair back and parents can wash. Then that's when the bathroom scene yes. is. But when they're small, yeah. really wary. Yeah, cool. So I, I wanted to ask for the parents of um special needs kids. So I know that's part of your specialization too. What are the specific things that they need to know? Like, of course, the concerns are different. Like, will they sit down in the chair? What kind of messages do they tell their child to prepare them to go to your clinic or to the dentist? Do they have to have a special explanation? Like, what's your experience 
Like, so the parents okay. especially. Okay, so first of all, wait, with the, the yeah. children that are one year old, because we want them to yeah. see, we want to see them at one, we're really not expecting them to sit on the chair. So we have this position, it's called a knee-to-knee position, wherein the dentist and the parent is at knee-to-knee, so facing each other. And then the child is, you know, lays down on the lap. The head is on the lap of the dentist. Usually we have a board. And then the parents are holding the hands. So the, the child will squirm a little bit. I always tell parents, you cry, you'll squirm, yeah. but it's fine. They, they just you know, don't like it. Yeah. And that's how our position is. When they're older, then they start to transition to sitting with the parent. You know, they're on top of the parent until eventually they just sit on their own in the chair. So, you know, no one-year-old will be just sitting on their own. They need some parent uh, help there and yes. position that we can do work. So it's a neat position. With those with special healthcare needs, especially the ones with behavior issues, yeah. what's important is one, the when they do call for an appointment, that they say that mm-hmm. their child has or yeah. you know, any behavior issues so that the dentist can appropriate the amount of time. Like, for example, me, I, you know, have a longer appointment time for them because it takes them a while. You know, it's a new environment. They don't know what's there. So I allow them to settle down and they're the only ones there. They can explore a little bit. And I tell the parents that this time is allotted for you. So you don't need to panic and say, my child's not cooperating. I'm just going to hold him down. Like, you know, because some kids can just, especially the ones that are already uh, undergoing therapy, you know, they're OTs. They're already doing, you know, dressing up, brushing. It's a habit. So they're already working on that. So then, you know, I ask them, what's the sensitivities of the child. Sometimes some don't like noise. So we just use a toothbrush. They don't like, I have a TV. Yeah. Some don't want TV. I turn it off. You know, some want to just sit up. Mm, okay. Yeah. Some want to, you know, and then sometimes we just kind of check and see. And then it works. And then the younger ones, mom can hug and hold while we yeah. just check. Because sometimes we just, Sometimes if the child is really, depending on the spectrum, some are really harder, more difficult, yeah. but you can still kind of see. Sometimes if they want to stay out on the bench outside, it's fine. Mm, yeah. Because all I want to do is to be able to see, yeah, to see. what's going on, maybe brush sometimes without toothpaste. You know, sometimes they don't like the taste or something, but at least we get things going. And then yeah. as they as they age and as they, you know, they do their therapy and develop, then, you know, they they do get more familiar with the place and they are more accepting of the procedure because they, they know that it's all the same. It's all the same. Yeah. We'll do the age. So it's you can, al- you can also talk to them already, right? Talk to them. Yes. To- and then yeah. they always know it's a quick procedure. It's a quick yeah. procedure. So they, they can adjust. That's why it's really important to get them in earlier yes and so that goes again yeah. earlier the better right for familiar yeah for behavior mm. and of course prevent 
Yeah. But they shouldn't because I get some parents that are so nervous. It's not going to sit. It's like, so worry. That's why we work around it. And the worry are we, as long as we can do this, then we're happy. Yeah. So we look like, you know, this is what we can do. Then we're good. No need to panic. Yeah. You can just come back and we'll do another thing. I will add to yeah. whatever. So well, that's really great that you, you, go, you work yeah. with parents that way. Right? So, so, and also, I think we have to remind ourselves that our kids feel our whatever energy we have they also imbibe it so when they're when we're nervous they also get nervous and stressed yes and you know, sometimes the parents yeah. have to be reminded that or a lot of people have to admit children are not little adults you yeah. know they have to develop the you know as they age they're developing because yeah. then you're again it's the issue of He's gonna sit. Doesn't want to sit on the chair, but he is too. He's not gonna yeah. sit. He's not that age yet. He cannot. And then, uh, doctor, can we just do everything? We think he's not going to. Oh, he's not going to last more than five minutes because they're too. They're not going to. They, they want to run around already. You know, unlike yeah. adults who can open their mouth for like you know hours for yeah. the dental treatment. Like they're not tiny adults. We have to adjust. We have to understand how their development is and we, our, our treatment or the way we treat has to correspond with their developmental stage at this time. Yes. So and I guess this. that's why it's important to go to pediatric dentist, right? Like, yes, yes, so, actually. Yeah. So there is a difference between a pediatric dentist and a regular dentist because there's a... Yes. Yeah. There is that behavior development you know aspect that the pediatric dentist will really work on the behavior of the child and will understand what the you know what the child can or cannot do even how to talk to the child at this yeah. stage in uh, this age right yeah. compared to an adult dentist who will probably just have the child sit open and then yeah. right Hello, this is Amina Rasul, a peace builder from the Philippines. Salam from Malaysia. I am Dina Zaman from Iman Research. She Talks Peace provides a platform for women peace builders to talk about their work, the challenges for peace in their countries. And the reason for their motivations and commitment to women's rights and peace building. We hope that She Talks Peace inspires everyone who listens in. Join us and listen to stories, struggles, and dreams of women peace builders from all over the world. From the Philippines and Malaysia to Palestine and the United States. Share their dreams, their hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. She Talks Peace is available wherever you listen to your podcast. Get to know us and let us get to know you. See you there. Hello, I'm Granny McDuff. Join me for a new story every week or listen to all of my stories anytime. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Go to storicmedia.com. That's S-T-O-R-I-C-M-E-D-I-A dot com.
for more information. Before we end with all your tips, which is so interesting to think that we always have you in our events, I guess maybe I should keep listening. <laughs> but thank you for all your tips. And of course, it also shows your wealth of experience. But I don't, I don't think I've ever asked you what made you decide to be a pediatric dentist. You're a mom yourself. And I think that also is something that helps you in your practice uh, since 20 years, right? How old is your eldest now? 3021. Oh, there. So, yeah. So, your child also grew up with your practice, no? In a way, uh, 20 yes. years. Yes. 21, wow. Okay, so what made you choose um, this profession, like specifically pediatric dentistry? Uh, well, kids are always fun. Any child, even though, well, <laughs> what's good about it is there's really a child that's so difficult, you can't give it back to the parents here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'll treat them with it. That's true. Like, uh, your parents are going to be good with you. No, I mean, uh, children are very forgiving, they're resilient, they're yeah. always happy. Yeah. Um, they're, they're a challenge, but, you know, the work of the pediatric dentist, at least, is quick. It's not the, you know, it's quick. We, we, Wala pang root canal. Wala pang root canal. Well, they're here. Yes, oh, kids, really? But, you know, it's, it's mm. yeah, we do, it's called pulp treatment, but it's unlike the adult that has to come back 10 times, right? <laughs> and we see them grow, plus, you know, oh, yeah. whatever toy that I really can't have, I, it's for my clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, okay. I know Dr. Charges <laughs> has <laughs> But, you know, it's always a bright, fun environment. So yeah. kids are always fun. So I guess uh, that's why I chose pediatric dentistry. Yeah. So, you know, it's just the overall environment. And you can really see, you know, when you have a teenager already that was with you and is like cavity-free, He's so happy, mm-hmm. even if he struggled, you know, when they were smaller because... <laughs> Uh, whatever they didn't like the taste they didn't like the smell yeah. Yeah, when they're happy and you know they're happy that they don't have any problems with their teeth then mm. you know at least yeah, because you contribute to that <laughs> i think it's their health it's forever that's so, true and and it's i think maybe that's one myth no or that we sh- we can bust like i've read somewhere that the cavities can actually it's not only just your mouth like it can cause like Heart disease, is it true? Yes, because especially those with congenital heart uh, defects that are very prone to having the bacterial endocarditis. So any mouth bacteria can Mm. actually settle, separate those bacteria and settle in those areas and cause a problem. So, you know, that's why... More with medic children with medical issues, we really want to get them in early. And that's why we've been like the society has been there also for we're now almost 30 years or so that really yeah. are pushing for preventives because yeah. well, it, it's it's the easiest, the most affordable, and yet the most yeah. um impact for, for your child. Yeah, so which is why I, I'm so happy with this episode with you. Because, of course, dental health is important. But then I realized that, yeah, it's 
um, putting it in the minds of our, our moms and dads early on. Hopefully, um, moms who are still pregnant are listening. Even yeah. yeah, parents that are uh, well, moms that are still pregnant have to take care of their own yeah. oral health. So you know, when the child comes, then they they can already it affects also how the oral health of the child. So you know, yeah. taking care of your oral health, whatever bacteria you have, you you know, you also you pass it on. You could, yeah. There, there's, uh, you could pass it on, and you know, another mm-hmm. myth is like, oh, by six years old, all the baby teeth will be changed, but it's not true. Your permanent mm-hmm. teeth come in in phases, and it comes in from uh, usual ranges from six years old to twelve years old. Oh, so you have wow. this years of changing from baby teeth to permanent. So you have yeah. to take care of all those baby teeth until yeah. child is well. One thing I wanted to ask is the how does the quality of baby teeth affect the permanent? They um say that if your baby teeth have had a lot of caries, tooth decay, then your yes. your permanent were prone to tooth decay. That's mm-hmm. why we really force the when the permanent teeth come out, then again your preventives, your fluoride, and then you yeah. know your habits. Have have to change yes. because depending on what the diet is you know it's so easy to give snacks of cookies and cracker yeah easy try and limit that so they have to eat healthy and mm-hmm. a lot of times parents again think when they think sugar then they say oh doctor they don't eat i don't give them any candy i don't give them chocolate but if you ask chocolate milk Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yogurt drink. Oh yes, and that has all sugar. Uh, what's your juice? It's mixed with sugar. Yeah, so it's yeah. not candy. It's you know check out the whole yeah. whatever your child needs. Right, nutrition is also important. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh. very very. Okay, so that's another thing to note. Please. <laughs> So thank you for sharing all this um, information. Hopefully it will help our moms and dads take care of our kids better in terms of their dental health. Thank you for all your work all these years. I'm sure that not only moms and dads and children, but also your fellow medical practitioners and dentists have also benefited from all your experiences. So I don't want so old now, no? So I want to ask you, so right now, how are your clinic hours? Like, are you still doing... I, I now my clinic yeah. hours are just three times a week, and then I space yeah. it. So I only see about six patients every clinic hour, but I still do teach. So teaching platform is in clinics for my residents and on Zoom. So yeah, so that's. Do you do teleconsults for dental? Like, uh, yeah. like yes, that, yes, yes, yes. So where can yes, they reach I, you? So for those parents want. Uh, to- yeah, they can, my email, the clinic email is toothcamp at gmail.com. And I do have a website, yeah. toothcamp.ph. So they can okay. find all the cool. there okay. they want to reach. <laughs> That's great. So thank you again, Dr. George Ramulia, for being here with us today and really being my favorite advocate for dental health, you're the one I call when it's about me. Thank you for always thinking of me. <laughs> Ever since before, it was us. <laughs> so that-
So thank you for your time. And for all those who tuned in today, we hope that you picked up some pointers on our kids' teeth, the baby, our baby's teeth, and actually even our own dental health practices. It's something to really think about as you know, it's not only just aesthetics, but also overall health and even mental wellness. So thank you for tuning in to You The Mom. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to You The Mom podcast. Brought to you by Mommy Mundo and Podcast Network Asia. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show for more episodes. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.